Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my darling. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh. I am so freaking grateful. Can I just tell you right now, like straight up, I am having a gratitude attack. I just have the most amazing listeners, you on the podcast. And I just wanted to give a big shout out. I want to read out three incredible, just amazing testimonials and reviews that I got of the podcast. And if you're wanting to review the podcast, that means the universe to me, you can do so on Apple iTunes. If you don't listen there, I think on Spotify, you can review it as well. It just doesn't send me, you know, it doesn't let me know if you wrote text. But on Apple iTunes, I want to read three reviews because, you know, there's so many podcasts. There are millions of podcasts, so many people around the world having a podcast show, wanting you to listen, wanting you to review. And I know it's a lot, a lot to ask. And it means the world to me, number one that you listen. Like that alone means the universe to me. And most of you listen. And not only do you listen, but then you share the episode. And then not only do you share, you tag me on Instagram and you start doing the work that I mentioned in the podcast. Then you tell me about how it's changing your life. And some of you, 271 of you, leave reviews. And I just, it means the world. So this title says life-changing Erica is the real deal. She won't change your life, but she'll damn sure give you the tools to change it yourself. Love her and love the sisterhood. Nina5186. Nina, I love you. Thank you. And you're right. I'm not going to do anything for you. I want to empower people to change themselves. And that's the work, right? That's the power of doing this work on yourself. So thank you, Nina. Appreciate you, Nina5186. All right. The next one says, I freaking love Erica. This is from Tarika P. I was given Erica's book as a gift by my midwife, the best capital thing I have ever been given. This podcast is real raw and relatable, and I love it. Thank you. I love you. Last one. We got Bonnie in the house. Bonnie says, what a wise and wonderful queen. Bonnie, thank you. Never have I heard such relatable, digestible truths. Erica, you are hands down my favorite podcast. I get so, so much from your stories and teachings. I laugh out loud in the car. I've cried so many and had so many aha moments. It's ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love you. Thank you, Bonnie. Listen, I honestly mean it. It's it's crazy, crazy to me to think that I did this podcast and I started it in my car in 2018. And the fact that we've hit over 2 million downloads, I mean, that's a big deal. And I don't take it lightly. So let me just say, if you've left me a review, thank you. If you have not, and you love this podcast, pretty please review the podcast. I just want more women to be able to find this. I appreciate you. I love you. Let's get on with the episode, shall we? Apologies, but I had to, had to give a little shout out to my ladies. Thank you so much. Honestly, it means the world. All right, today, 
Today, I want to talk to you about the coaching industry. Now, whether you are a coach listening to this podcast or you want to be a coach or you're just a person who is going to be a client and you're out in the world trying to hire a mentor, hire a coach, hire someone to support you and guide you and be a cheerleader in your life, I want you to listen to this episode because there are some big issues in regards to the integrity in the coaching industry. Now, what do I mean when I talk about integrity and the coaching industry? What I mean about this is that our industry, the life coaching industry, the business coaching industry is not regulated. You don't need to go to college. You don't need to get a degree. You don't need to get a certificate. You don't need to get any qualification. If you want to call yourself a life coach, you actually can call yourself a life coach. And old me was like, I love that. There's nothing wrong with that because look, I truly believe there are amazing people out there who have changed their lives, who are naturally skilled, who love people, who want to support people, who want to help people. Like Tony Robbins is amazing. Like I love him. I love what he's done in the coaching space. There's some incredible coaches out there who you will find they're just naturally gifted. They're amazing on what they do. They love what they do. They're supporting clients. They've got the experience. They got the life experience. They got the history. Like, watch out. They, they got it. But then there's the other side. Boom, boom, boom. There's the dark side. The dark side of coaching. And that side is, I will say, people with good intentions I believe these people have good intentions, okay? I'm not thinking that they don't. I really believe that they want to help people, that they want to change people's lives, that they're inspired and motivated and passionate about the inner work. However, these people have no skills. These people don't have tools in their toolkit. Now, what happens when you don't have tools in your toolkit and you want to call yourself a coach? Unfortunately, what happens is a multitude of things. First and foremost, you hurt people and not on purpose, okay? I know most people that want to help other people are just inspired by what they've been able to do in their own life. Most of us, that happened to me. We start changing our lives. We get excited about it. Maybe this has happened to you. We're so into it. We're like, oh my God, this book, you got to read this book. You got to listen to this podcast. You should go to this seminar. You should heal your life. You should join this cult, whatever, right? Like we start getting all into it. And then we want the people that we love to do it because we love these people. And we know that this work is transformative and it can change someone's life. And so some of us go, I'm going to help people do this. I did this for myself. I'm going to help people do this. We could hurt people when we don't have the right skills. And I'm going to talk about that. But the second thing that sucks is it ruins the coaching industry. And I believe the coaching industry has been ruined already. It's unfortunate, but a lot of people don't trust and don't go for life coaches. They just won't because there's too many. They see them all over social media. Oh, that person's calling themselves a coach. I have coaches that I work with who are certified. They are coaches, okay? They, in every right, are coaches, and they don't even want to call themselves coaches. They're like, is there another word I could use? Like, I don't know if I want to call myself a coach, you know, because the word has become so messed up because there's just people out in the industry that don't have skills. And so we can hurt people and it ruins the industry. The integrity in the coaching industry is not at its best right now. And I wanted to talk about this because if you aren't listening to this podcast, you have some interest in personal development. You have some interest in changing your life and or 
you have some interest in helping other people and or one day down the track, you will be a person who hires someone like me, a coach. I'm studying psychotherapy and it's so crazy because it's a whole other world of study. It's therapy, counseling work. I love it so much. But I already knew going into that that I was not going to put that above my coaching. I'm going to be a coach first. Underneath that will be psychotherapy because of the kind of work that I want to do. I want to help thousands and thousands and thousands of women in a room, millions of women around the world. I don't want to help one or two people in my office. And it's not because I don't want to do that. I just have big impact that I came here to make. And so I'm really clear on my mission and my vision. And how interesting. I'm so regulated in psychotherapy. There's so many regulations with the industry. The stuff that I want to do, I can't do as a psychotherapist. And so I'm like, oh, I'll do it as a coach because it's not regulated. However, I'm clean. Okay. I'm getting my training. I'm getting my learnings. I've got my schooling. I didn't start coaching for eight years. Eight years. I healed my own shit. I'm still healing my own shit, but like eight years. And then I'm like, I actually care about other humans. Some people join programs. And in the first two months, they're like, Oh my God, I got this. I'm masterful. This is amazing. I want to go do this for people. And I'm like, baby, you just started working on yourself. Like, I'm not saying there's a time frame, but damn, you just started. Like, dig into your stuff, marinate with it, work with it, get some of that going for you before we look to serve and help other people. And I don't know if this is a thing for women, but the women that I speak to, we just want to give, give, give to everybody else. I want to do something for someone else. And I'm like, yo, filleth thy cup if, you know what I'm saying? Fill your cup, homegirl. Why you want to help other people? Hold on a minute. Like you just started on you. Let's get into it. There's so much that we have to work with and heal and and uncover in ourselves. Fill our cup. Then of course what pours over. Of course you're going to want to do this. Most people want to do this. That's the natural progression usually of what happens. You don't realize that you need to work on anything. Then you find all these things you want to work on. You start working on it. Oh my God, like I'm, my face is lit up. It's so exciting. It's painful at first and you cry a lot and you're like, this is horrible. What a bad idea. <laughs> Why did I do this? And then you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This book was amazing. Whoa, bam, boom, bing. You start getting the mind blown like emoji vibes, right? You start realizing how incredible the awareness can be and the inner work is and living in a world where you create your reality by what you think and that you are the creator. You get to change and shift whatever you want. When you take responsibility, you have an ability to respond, as Wayne Dyer says. Like when you start living in that world, everything gets real exciting and fun and you want to help other people cross over, if you will, to that side, to that freedom, to being set free. But here's the problem. You're a good person. You want to help people and you changed your life. Maybe you've healed your life. Maybe you're currently working on your life. You've seen results for yourself. And you're like, yo, I did it. And me doing it does not mean that I could teach another person how to do it and they will get successful results. We confuse those two. Yeah, well, I did it. So if I did it, I could teach you how to do it. Uh, Different skill set. It's not the same. It's not the same. Reading a book and being someone, and I'm someone like this, I could listen to something or read a book, consume, and now it's in my head. And I could explain it back to you in a different way, in my own way of thinking. Maybe you're like that. Maybe there's some people that want to be coaches that are like that. But we can't confuse the information that I just read from a book or a podcast or a program I purchased 
and then try to go now. I know that information so much so that I'm masterful, so much so that I'm now going to teach people, multiple people how to do what I did with that information. I'm sorry. Like to me, that's like no integrity. No integrity whatsoever. It was so funny. I bought a desk. I'll tell you a story so you could get the idea. I bought a desk and the company that made the desk did does amazing desks, beautiful desks. And I'm like, I want a black matte desk in my front, you know, in the office downstairs. And the guy's like, we don't paint them. I'm like, I want it black. You don't paint it. He's like, no. I'm like, okay, so I got to paint this desk. Like, what? And then I was like, okay, don't be a pain in the ass. Maybe this will be fun. You got some free time. You'll be artistic. You sit there, get different paintbrushes and just paint this desk matte black. How hard can it be? (laughs) I'm like, all right, all right. I'm on a time crunch as well, by the way, because we have an event happening when I'm about to paint this damn desk. And the desk has like VJ paneling, like like tubular VJ paneling. So it's like a little curves, a bunch of little curves, really beautiful desk. And I said to my husband, I'm going to paint the desk. He's like, you're going to do it. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it because they don't do it. He's like, OK, were you going to do it by the time we have the event? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Of course I am. Now, mind you, we have a billion things going on, but Erica's very optimistic that she could do this. So I go to the hardware store. It's called Bunnings. If you're in America, it's like Home Depot. Literally, it is Home Depot, but it is called Bunnings. Anyway, and I go to the paint section and I met this girl. She was really lovely. And she's like, oh, my God, I love your nails. And I'm like, girl, hey, we became besties. Right. And I'm like, this is the desk. I showed her a photo. It's a wooden desk. MDF. Don't even know what that is, but it's a kind of wood, I think. And she's like, oh, yeah, you need a primer. If you're going to paint it black, you got to prime it. And then after that, you got to da da da. You got to get this. Then you need a matte finish. I'm like, cool. I bought all this shit. Should I get this brush? I'm like, mm, I'm going to get a good brush. I don't want a cheap brush. So I got like two brushes and a few rollers. <laughs> Yo, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. First of all, I didn't need to prime it. So I'm taking videos on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I got it white. It looks good. It took me fucking forever. My ass was on the ground, sitting on the floor, bent over, trying to paint in the crevices of these little circular panels. Yo, it was the worst, the worst. I'm like, this is horrible. My wrist hurt. I was like, I'm going to get carpal tunnel. This shit is going to be ghetto. It's not going to look nice. But I would have paid somebody to do it. They, they just didn't do it. And the guy messages me because he sees me on Instagram. I tag them. And he's like, oh, when we paint it, we just do this and you don't need to prime it because when we paint it and I'm like, I thought y'all didn't paint Is this man for real. I'm sitting here painting this damn desk like I got nothing fucking better to do. So I was a little bit angry that I didn't clarify. Does that mean you won't paint my desk or can I pay you more dollars to paint my desk? That's what I should have said. Lesson learned. Thank you very much, Erica. But he said to me, we didn't we don't use a primer. It's already ready to go. So number one mistake that your rookie ass Erica did not know was that I didn't need a primer. I promise you the story is going somewhere, okay? It's a lesson about why we need skills in the coaching industry. So I'm like, okay, cool. I don't need primer. It's white now. Too bad. I got to go get black. You got to paint it. And I realized from sitting on my ass, breaking my back, almost getting carpal tunnel, right? (laughs) That I didn't have the right brush. I just, it just was not, it was a flat square brush. I should have had like an angle brush. And then I saw some other brush with like pointy. I was like, I need that pointy brush. So I go to Bunnings again and buy like four different brushes. I got a little bit more skills now. So I know that the brushes I bought were a piece of shit. And now I'm I'm moving faster with these better brushes. My ass still took forever because I shouldn't have primed it. Now I got to paint it all black like three times and then do the matte finish. Now, the difference is 
I am not professional, meaning I don't have a toolbox of all the tools I need to paint this damn desk. You don't want to pay me to paint your desk. I'm not a professional desk painter. I don't have any skills in it and I don't have tools. I went and got tools. They were the wrong tools. So I had the wrong tools, which took me longer and was more expensive to get my end result. When you hire a coach or you go call yourself a coach and your ass doesn't have skills or a toolbox, you're just playing with people's lives, trying to figure out what to do. It's going to take you longer. And if you're a client hiring this coach, you're not going to get results as fast as you would with a professional coach who has tools, who's got a skill set and who knows what they're doing. Boom. Hope my analogy (laughs) came across. I was just like, oh my God, I was painting this going, oh my God, this is like the podcast I want to do about the coaching industry. You changing your own life, you caring about people, you being a good person with a good heart and good intentions is not enough to go call yourself a coach, charge people money to experiment with trying to help them. I'm sorry. I have to say it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will never stop learning. I don't care what kind of coach people tell me they think I am. I want an award, coach of the year. So what? How do you win coach of the year? You study. And you don't think that you're the best coach in the whole wide world forever. I don't think that. I'm like, I'm always learning. When I did my training with Gabor Mate last year, I felt like I was a kid. I didn't know what I was in there. I was like, wow, a whole new world. Like what? Compassionate inquiry, silent. Holy shit. Cause I'd be fast. I'd be loving bitch slap given. And I needed some skills. I was too like, ba, 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 that kind of coach, which I love that. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I believe most people need a fucking bitch slap with love. It is a loving bitch slap. Like, let me remind you who you are, but also get your ass back up. Come on. Come on now. Let's go. I think some people need that little bit of love, but a little bit of tough. You know what I'm saying? The tough love. However, my nose gets itchy when I get very into what I'm saying. However, we still need to have places where there is nurture where there is silence, where there is space holding, where there is presence, where there is self-reflection and space and time for a client to go within without you talking. You being able to hold that tension, hold that space while emotions are coming up and they need to do what they need to do to process, which is compassionate inquiry. Amazing. I didn't have that skill. So I wasn't great at that. Is it good for me to have that skill? Hells yes. Is it good for me to have the skills I'm learning in in college, my psychotherapy training and my counseling training? Yes. Is it also good that I healed my own life and I'm still healing, but I invested over $200,000 and eight years before I even touched another human being or tried to, not really touched, but tried to help another human? Yes. Is it great that I naturally have an ability to talk and flow and work and I'm confident now that I worked on my confidence? Yes. So it's not one thing. And I was in the camp that was like, yo, don't regulate the industry. Why would we regulate the coaching industry? Like, I don't believe we should, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if I believe we should, but we need something. We need a training. We need self-regulation. Know thyself. Have that integrity. If you're going to come up into this industry, have that integrity where you're like, yo, I wouldn't know what to do. If somebody broke down in front of me or told me their dad sexually abused them or told me they were suicidal or told me that I wouldn't know what to do. And some of this stuff is not coaching. It's therapy. And you can refer onwards. 
But with compassionate inquiry, we borderline. These things mesh together. And if I tell you the truth, this is going off topic, but whatever. Let me tell you the truth. I want to merge. I want to do like coachopy. <laughs> it's like coaching and therapy. I don't know. Like I want to do some merge because I don't feel like a traditional coach that goes, what are your goals? What is the growth model? What are your questions? And I ask you questions and you answer questions and that's it. And we don't talk about trauma and we don't go into the deep water. No. What happens in my world? I attract people who want to talk about trauma because I have trauma and I share my life story. So people like, oh, my dad abused me. Oh, bipolar. Oh, this. And we start bringing these things up. And so the compassionate inquiry with Gabor Mate and the way he does what he does, and you definitely, if you don't know about him, go check him out. He's technically a, a family physician. He's a family doctor. And he's like, I don't have any official training in this. I've just seen patient after patient. And I started working with people and I created compassionate inquiry. And, that, and he helps millions of people. And he's not regulated and certified to be a whatever the fuck he does. You telling me he's not making a change? He is trailblazing a change. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He is so amazing. And do I think I could make that change? Hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I think I can make a change in this industry. So I don't know what the combination of what I want to create is, but it's definitely not just asking people questions. And it's also not being irresponsible with human beings who have trauma and who have big shit that's happened to them and opening them up on a Zoom room and not knowing how to close them and not knowing how to support them and not knowing how to support the other people. What I'm trying to say to you is you caring about helping people and you healing your own life is not enough. It's not enough. Good for you. You healed your life. Good for you. You invested money in yourself. Good for you. You are self-driven, self-motivated. Great. But just because you did that does not mean you can go off and teach someone else or coach someone else and hold space for someone else to do the same thing. It might not work. And I think we underestimate the responsibility that is coaching, the responsibility that is being in a therapeutic space with another human being that has stuff, the responsibility. That's what kills me. And I want to talk about this because if you don't know, I do my sisterhood coaching program, which is a life group coaching program for women. It's amazing, amazing, an amazing community, amazing experience. And in that program, there are people that need therapy. And I say to them, this is not therapy. I'm not your therapist. So you need to look after yourself. This group connection will support you and guide you. And the community aspect, psh, next level, the journaling, the prompts, the healing, the book recommendations, the live coaching calls, the events that we have, all incredible. I have clients that are bipolar, incredible for them. Clients that are ADHD, that have trauma, incredible. Clients that have sister wounds, they don't trust women, they join the sisterhood. Oh my God, incredible. But is it the be all and end all? No, it's not the be all and end all for them. And then I have another program. My other program, in case you didn't know, is called the Startup Squad. And that program is to help startup coaches female startup coaches, consultants, healers, and therapists who want to grow their coaching and therapy businesses, who want to grow their social media audience, who want to impact more people, who want to grow their business. They basically want to do what I've done in my business. They want to grow in that way. And I mentor them and take them through what I did so that they can grow their businesses. They don't have to use Facebook ads and click funnels and all this shit, all this tech, charge angel numbers, go viral on TikTok. They don't have to do any of that. 
the formula that I teach them, not only I did it, but multiple people that I've supported have done it. And they've made six, seven figures. They've impacted hundreds and thousands of people around the world. They've done it with integrity. They make more money and they're able to help people. And in that program, I speak to everybody who wants to join. There's an application process. People apply. I speak to them. And I speak to women all the time who say they're a coach. And then I'm like, cool, tell me, what are your skills? What are your skill sets? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I just, I want to help people. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Before I get you to join this program where I'm going to help you build your business, are you telling me that you're not really a coach or that you want to be a coach? No, like I worked on myself. I did a couple courses. I work with women all the time. I'm like, hold on, but do you have skills as a coach? Are you a skilled coach? No, um, maybe not really. And I'm like, yo, because of the way I am and the integrity that I believe we need to have in the coaching industry, I'm like, I can't help you. I want to help you. I just cannot. I, this is not a coach training. I can't tell you that I'm going to teach you how to be a good coach. When you come to me to grow your coaching business, you got to come. You're already amazing at what you do. You are skilled up. You got the tools in the toolbox, but you just don't know how to grow the business side because they're two different things. I can help you with that. And it got me thinking like, I know that this shit is controversial for some people. They're like, fuck you, Erica. The coaching industry shouldn't be regulated. What are you trying to say? I'm not a good coach. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is if we don't become the change we wish to see, the change will not happen. And we're fucking with people's lives here. People's lives, people's traumas, people's children, people's generational shit, people's mental health, their well-being. Whether you're a life coach, you're still in the world of mental health to me. You're still in the world of maybe you're setting goals or you're doing career coaching. You're going to come across personal shit with them and you could refer onward. But I'm like, yo, if you don't have some kind of skill set or you don't have tools, we're not going to be able to help people. And it's no joke. I don't take it lightly. I've had people come into my Zoom room and say some shit that I know very well I could hold and I could hold them and I could close them, support them, guide them, make sure everybody's good. Boom. Now, can I make sure every single person in that Zoom room is okay? Of course not. But I do it with all the responsibility. All of our shit is checked. We have a mental health guide. We let people know this is not therapy. We let people know, hey, you need to get someone. If you need support, let us know. We'll help you find someone. They have all the links, all the phone numbers for every country that we support in their welcome pack, all that. We do our due diligence. But at the same time, we can't be rescuing people. There's a responsibility in the coaching and therapeutic space that the client needs to have and the practitioner needs to have. And I'm just saying, if we're going to change the coaching industry, we need to become a part of that change. We need to be willing to have these conversations with ourselves. Had a beautiful client. I love her to death. We just had a sisterhood day recently and she came in and was like, if I want to be a coach and I don't know, I don't have any skills, I'm scared someone's going to say something and I'm not going to know what to say. What do I do? And we had a beautiful discussion around different coaching schools, different trainings, different modalities that she could do. And I can't tell you what to do. That's on you. But please research a weekend certificate. Is that going to support you when you're sitting across from someone who's had years, maybe lifetime with this issue? Is a weekend course going to support that? Is a weekend course going to give you the inner confidence you need to be able to support that client? Is it coaching you want to do? One of my girlfriends was like, you should go to ICF and get certified. And I'm doing ICF certification. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a coach. And she laughed. She's like, really? I'm like, nah, 
this traditional coaching thing, that's not what I, I don't know what that is. I don't do that. I mix that in with a bit of compassion inquiry, with a bit of, <laughs> I mix it all in because I have different skill sets. And I sat with my mentors the first year I started working on myself. I had these amazing mentors who don't do this anymore. Half of them don't do this work anymore. And they sat with me and they taught me and they trained me. And me and Hamish were like, why are they teaching us this? We had no idea that we were going to do this in the future. No idea. If you told me that I was going to be a coach helping people, I would have laughed in your face because I didn't give a fuck about anyone. When I started this shit, I didn't care about myself. How the hell could I care about helping another human being? And when you start unraveling and working through your stuff, let me tell you what I know happens. You start caring about yourself. You start getting creative and excited about the awareness and unpacking and unraveling and turning over the stones. <gasps> Whoa, what? And then you see a fellow human being and you start caring. Your heart starts opening up because maybe it was closed. Mine was definitely closed. I had a protective wall. I had a barbed wire electric fence around my heart because I didn't trust anybody. And it wasn't until I started working with myself, healing with myself, I would let that guard down. And what happens naturally is we are love. Like we, our natural state of being is loving. Human beings are loving and caring. That's who we naturally are. So of course you start working on you. You start opening up and expanding and now you want to help other people. I just say, if you want that, do your due diligence, do the right thing, get some skills. Don't think that you're just a natural at this shit. I used to think I was, I'm a natural actress. And then I went to acting school and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Humble pie, yo. Like I was like, whew, if I want to be an actor, I need to skill my body up. I need to get the skills. And that's why I don't go randomly and try to call myself an actor. If I'm going to go into acting, I'm going to go skill up. How dare I call myself an actor without the actor's body, without the hours putting it in the chair? And could I naturally be good? I probably am naturally good at some shit because I'm hype and this is the way I am. But it doesn't mean I shouldn't go get skills. It doesn't mean the people that I'm here to serve don't deserve the best tools that I could provide to them that have been proven and tested and tried, not on myself, but because it's out in the world, it's been tested. Other clients have used it. There are modalities and models you can learn. And I think I did a podcast called, If You Want to Become a Coach, Listen to This. And I promoted and shared, and I'm not affiliated at all, but I promoted and shared Brooke Castillo, who has a life coach school. Yo, when people say, what school should I go to? I'm like, go to her school. It's like $30,000, but damn is good. Like, and I don't think she's IFC or ICF regulated. I don't think she's accredited. I think she just went, fuck that. I'm going to do my thing. But you better believe you go to her school next level, next level. And so why I'm saying this is that our industry needs to exist. People need coaches. People need support. People need help more than ever, especially we saw what happened with the pandemic. Everybody. Some people don't think they need it. They need it. I believe everyone should do the work on themselves. It would be a better world. We would heal so much generational shit that we are passing down to our children, children, and children, and children, and children's children. Like, yo, this shit would be amazing. So this industry is needed. I'm just like, if you're going to be a part of it, bring your integrity. Bring your integrity. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You do the right thing. Have your integrity. Show up. Educate. Commit to continue learning. Do not think that you know enough. Do not think that's it. I'm done. Commit to a learner's mind. Continuously be a student. 
learning and educating and leveling up yourself. Because when you level up yourself, what are you going to bring your clients? What are you going to bring your coaching community? You're going to bring them the best, most advanced things that you continue to learn and try and test and work with in yourself. So they're with you on that journey of growth. They're growing, you're growing. We got women that have been in our program for almost five years. Why? It's not the same program. We never do the same day. The sisterhood days are never the same. Never. Because I'm never the same. My husband's never the same. And the client and the chair is never the same because they're growing and constantly evolving and learning and shifting and changing. And I think that that's how we keep the integrity in this industry going. And for me and Hamish, a big chat we've had, I really want to do training. I don't know if I want to have a coaching school, like a school, but I'm definitely interested in training. I'm definitely interested in training coaches who are currently coaches who want to become more confident in coaching and how they do what they do. I'm definitely interested in people who are like, I don't know, I want to be a coach. I'm definitely interested in building something for them. And this is something that in 2023, Hamish and I are looking at. We are connecting and collaborating with different people who can support this vision because this is not a solo Erica gig. This is a collaborative vision. This is a what skill sets do we all need to get so that we can certify and support other people in this industry? How do we upskill ourselves and others? How do we make sure that this integrity is in the culture, in the fucking paint in the walls? I will not do anything out of integrity. I'll tell you that right now. And so whether you're a coach, you want to be a coach, or you are a client who is going to hire a coach, this is important to us. We need to make sure that this industry lives on and does help the people that need the help because we all need it. It is so amazing when you have someone that supports you in that way, whether it's coaching, therapy, counseling, whatever it is for you, lead with that integrity because our industry needs it. Okay, I love you. Have the best week. And thank you so much once again for listening to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence and the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 